Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Court of Books and Booze, our basement book club. I am Skylar, also known as the Skywalker, and today I am joined by my beautiful wife, Jessica, and my very best friend in the whole world, <laughs> Amanda. I'm going to hold you to that from now on. Remember that one time he said I was his very best friend? <laughs> And then the episode after that, he said, and she's just okay. <laughs> she's been bullying before. me. She's been bullying me. It's okay. I know I know where I stand. We're a very fragile ego over here, okay? <laughs> I am my father's child. Oh, my gosh. There we go. <laughs> Shout out, Jeremy. Couch sessions. A little therapy. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I'm not drunk enough for that. Give me another bottle. And together we are going to summarize the current book that we've all been separately reading and dive into a discussion on all the questions and hypotheses that have plagued us through our journeys. Each episode will be about a new book that we have completed. It may just be one book in a series or a standalone book. So, uh, how's everybody doing? Great. 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 Amanda's on one tonight. <laughs> She's already feeling feisty. I've literally had like five sips of wine. That's how my day has gone. I don't need much. Oh. I'm just ready to go. <laughs> I'm just trying to interpret it. <laughs> I just you're... ready. To, exactly. No one knows. It's going to be a long episode. She's an enigma. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, how are you doing? Oh, I am all right. Just hanging in there. We're doing a lot of spring cleaning of sorts, so it's been a busy few days. Purging So everything. much. So much. Purging. Organizing. Just doing all the things. Picking up the same seven toys over and over and over and over. I'm just tired of having so much crap. You know, just so much unnecessary material items that you just you just don't need. We just don't need them. But at the time of purchase, you think that you need them, huh? But at the time of purchase, you think that you need them. Not everything was purchased. or given. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. You guys have kids. That's different. We're not even getting rid of kids stuff. We're getting rid of like. <laughs> We're getting rid of kids. <laughs> <laughs> So many problems solved well, right there. All right. <laughs> well, I got dark. Jeez. <laughs> well, so tonight I am drinking a uh, sour me, double triple berry, by DeClaw Brewing Co. And it's the it's good. <laughs> sour me is a is a good a good name for it because it is tart. Fancy new one you're trying over there. Yeah, I decided that um, as much as I love my light beer, I should probably, you know, try different things while we're recording these episodes. So, so far, three of three, pretty, pretty good. Three of three? Three of three. Oh, for new things you've been trying? Yep. I thought you were just doing three out of three stars or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jessica, what are you drinking? Um, so I didn't know what to drink tonight, so I asked Skylar what I should drink, and he said whiskey on the rocks, so 
that's what I have is whiskey on the rocks. What a badass. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's red stag. It's, it's not good whiskey. It's leftover red stag, the last little bit out of the bottle that Craig left at our house. <laughs> Shout out, Craig. We love you, Craig Destroyer. <laughs> I've got cherry Moscato because I came over with nothing in hand and said, Jess, what do you got? <laughs> She's like, well, let me see. We have this and this and this. And so I just picked something. It was very good. Yeah. Can't go so wrong with all of Can you buy a bottle? Yeah, I haven't opened that? it yet. I haven't opened it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I took a I took a week off the the drinking game. So nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So I haven't opened cuz I also got um I was telling Sky I got a four pack of the dude's rug that I had last episode cuz it's just so good. And um but it's special occasion beer. Yeah. It, it's pretty pricey. Pretty pricey. Special occasion beer. Yeah. So, but I, I just died it back this week. Not the typical but now, shower beer. <laughs> don't water it down. <laughs> I didn't say hold it under the shower. <laughs> Drink it in the shower. But, yeah. So, just died it back. But it's quarter books and booze. So, how can I not have booze? There you go. So. Yeah, I've got. I'm hoping to be getting here soon. Um, Oliver's got a new wine or like a wine spritzer, I think they called it or something. It's lavender cucumber. Oh, yeah. So big Oliver fans. I like lavender flavored drinks. Mm-hmm. And cucumber sounds super refreshing, so I can't wait to try that. I don't have it yet, but. Well, I think that every time like we go to um, Ivy Terra together. Shout out Ivy Terra, Plymouth, Indiana. Ivy Terra Plant Cafe. Definitely go. It's fantastic. But I think every time, almost every time I go, I get the lavender honey latte. Yep. It's so good. Same. Yeah. Love it. When I go get boba, I always get the lavender milk tea mm. with with blueberry boba. So good. Oh, that does Lavender sound good. drinks are the best. Yeah. We could have a whole discussion about boba. Just fun, fancy drinks in general. Love me some boba. Hmm? <coughs> Have you tried that new place that opened up by your office? Yes. And? The Kung Fu Tea? Yes. Um, yes, I've tried them once. What I got, I wasn't like a super fan of, but they also have like a, they have different options than kind of than what I normally pick as far as boba drinks go mm. because they've got like like the like the gelatin boba, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, as like the majority of flavors that they offer, they're all like that consistency boba, but they only have like a couple options of like the popping boba, which is mm. normally what I get in my drink. Mm-hmm. And like at at each kung fu tea wherever there are locations they all have like the majority of the same things but not every one of them has everything right so what i was you know before i went there what i was looking at on the online menu was weren't things that were at like that location that they just put in so i got something it was i feel like it was like a green tea with like mango popping boba and like in theory it should have been good but it just wasn't like 
what I was after. So mm-hmm. it was kind of disappointing. But, like, they've got a lot of great options of things over there. And I just haven't had a chance to try other things. Yeah. So. Maybe just stop by. Yeah, definitely. I was very excited because I just, sometimes it's just a real hassle to go mm-hmm. into the mall. and. Well, and they're super quick because um, because I'm right next door to them. And I downloaded the app because you could get, like, your first drink, you could get, like, half off or so much money off or whatever. So I ordered through there, and it was ready in three minutes. Like, I left my desk, walked out, walked over there, and it was ready. (laughs) Mm. So couldn't complain about – and they were super friendly. So, like, customer service and uh, speed was top-notch. Good to know. Yeah. We love boba. Sky, I don't. This guy's not a boba fan. Neither does my mother. <laughs> she hates it. <laughs> Do I like Patty? <laughs> I think she's more your best friend than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this week we are uh, we're jumping into the Hunger Games. Yes, we are reading. Well, we read the Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. It was published in 2008. Not not 2018. 2008. Yeah, that was 10 years before that. The movie was just really (laughs) ahead of its time. (laughs) Uh, Its page count is 374, and a handful of the trigger warnings for this would be death, murder, child endangerment, alcoholism, war, and rebellion themes. Fun. All right, so The Hunger Games is a dystopian young adult novel written in the perspective of 16-year-old Katniss Everdeen, who lives in the future post-apocalyptic nation of Panem, which was once North America. The capital, a highly advanced metropolis, exercises political control over the rest of the nation. In order to keep the citizens under control, the government separates them into districts and reinforces class differences. However, their strongest tool for discouraging rebellion is the annual Hunger Games. The Hunger Games is an annual event in which one boy and one girl aged 12 to 18 from each of the 12 districts surrounding the capital are selected by lottery to compete in a televised battle royale to the death. Katniss lives in District 12, the poorest of all the districts. Her father died, and she has been providing for her family by hunting illegally in the woods outside their district with her friend, Gail. On Reaping Day, Prim is selected as a tribute to represent District 12, which is her sister. Katniss volunteers to take her place and is allowed to be part of the Hunger Games alongside Peta Malark, the chosen boy. The rest of the novel follows Katniss and Peeta as they are trained for the games and groomed to portray a certain image. The relationship between them becomes more difficult when Peeta admits that he has feelings for her during an interview, which makes it hard for them to focus on winning. It's suggested that they present themselves as friends who have each other's backs in order to get sponsorships from the other districts. The games are held in a forest, and Katniss is able to use her hunting skills and knowledge of the woods to develop a strategy for survival. She sleeps in trees and hunts game at night while avoiding the other tributes, some who have trained their whole lives for these games. Each night, she watches as faces of the dead are broadcast into the sky. Meanwhile, the gamekeepers continue to manipulate the surroundings in order to keep the games entertaining. 
Katniss is injured during a firestorm and trapped in a tree above her opponents. She makes contact with Rue, a girl who reminds her of Prim, and suggests that she defeat her opponents by dropping a wasp nest on them. Katniss does so, but gets stung herself and almost dies until Peta helps saved her, save her life. Katniss and Rue form an alliance to destroy the career's supply of weapons by setting fire to them. They use landmines from a game maker's design to blow up their supplies, but Katniss is knocked out when she sets off one of the mines while trying to destroy the supplies. She returns in time to see Rue killed by another tribute, who then becomes her first kill. Katniss spreads flowers over Rue's body and sings her a song to show her defiance against the capital. In gratitude, Rue's district sends Katniss a loaf of bread. A rule change is announced, allowing two tributes from the same district to win as a pair. Katniss finds Peta, who later revealed that he allied with the career tributes to protect Katniss, um, camouflaged into a riverbank, having been injured by Cato. She nurses Peta back to health as best as she can, but he is still gravely injured, so Katniss pretends to be madly in love with him in an attempt to gain gifts from the sponsors, hoping to get uh, medicinal supplies. When the game makers send a delivery of what each contestant needs most, Katniss risks her life to obtain medicine for Peta. She's intercepted by the career tribute Clove, who gloats over Rue's death and tries to kill her, but is killed by Thresh, the male District 11 tribute who spares Katniss for Rue's sake. The medicine saves Peta's life. Once Katniss and Peta become the last two survivors, the game makers revoke the rule change to force one to kill the other for a dramatic finale. In defiance, Katniss prepares to consume poisonous nightlock berries with Peta, realizing the int they intend to commit suicide so that there will not be a victor for the games. The game makers declare Katniss and Peta the victors. Although both of them receive a hero's welcome as a couple, Katniss is warned that the capital may take action against her for her defiance. Along the way back to District 12, Peta is heartbroken to learn that Katniss' actions were part of a calculated ploy to gain sympathy. Katniss, however, is unsure of her own feelings and her future. That was so good. Good job. Thanks. I tried really hard. <laughs> what was the sponsor's name? Which sponsor? Their guide. Mm. Hey, Mitch Abernathy. Just <laughs> feeling the southern southern vibe tonight, huh? Oh, yeah. Yep, just me. Just me feeling it for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what your deal is you tonight. <laughs> 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 you guys are the worst influences. <laughs> so how do we feel? What do we think? So we've all seen the movie. Mm -hmm. So how'd you guys feel about the book comparatively? I was kind of mad at myself because I felt like all I was doing was comparing the two. You know, my dad, I was talking to him earlier this week, and I was like, here's the issue with reading the book after you've watched the movie, is now every time they talk about Katniss, all I can see is... Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. And that's not what I personally want to picture for this because I'm just I'm not a big Jennifer Lawrence fan. Well, technically, the casting is a little off because in the book, Katniss is olive skinned with black hair. Right. 
And then in the movie, she's fair-skinned with brown hair. So there is a little difference there. There was quite a few of those differences when it comes to appearances, obviously. Haymitch being another one where he... He had brown curly hair, right? right. In the book. And Mm -hmm. I think brown eyes. Well, and in the book, he was even more alcoholic Mm -hmm. than in the movie. Yeah. At least at the very beginning, he was much more uh, stumbly and mumbly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he fell off the stage yeah. during the <laughs> right the ceremony. Exactly. Yeah, but I felt I felt like I I opened the book and all I was doing was comparing, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. But no, I mean, surprisingly, they match up decently well very well mm-hmm. um that's why they were one of my books to movies yeah I, I, can call guys. I can see why the um it's it's nice being able to read the book and kind of get you know that deep insight into what is going on in katniss's head where you're just kind of as you're watching mm-hmm. it you know assuming but yeah because in books you get to hear the inner monologue of characters and in movies you don't necessarily always get that you just get the the implied the you know the feeling the vibe of things but you don't get necessarily that word by word inner monologue mm-hmm. yeah i liked it. i thought it was very very good very well paced because man you open that first chapter and they really just grab you don't they i can see why like someone who hadn't seen the movies would be instantly attached to these books <laughs> it, it picks up pretty quick with, mm-hmm. you know, everything that goes on with the Hunger Games coming up and preparing for that. and But then you also get little snippets of things that happened in the past and their dad dying. And I thought it was very well written. So, yeah. Dan Collins, I know you're listening. Good job. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic writing. So how was the perspective from somebody who watched the movie before they read the book I don't feel like I needed to read this book after watching the movie I enjoyed the book I mean it was it like Amanda said it's extremely well written the movie did a fine job of turning the book into a movie so it's like I, f- I feel like I would have enjoyed this book a lot more had I read it before I'd watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm I'm hung up with reading the rest of the series at this <laughs> point. Because all the movies were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. They're all right. I, li- I liked up until, like, they broke up the last book into part two. I hate the political stuff. Yeah. It really grinds my gears. <coughs> hate it. I don't like the political stuff in any any movie. American, American Horror Story. There was one season where it was all political stuff. Didn't watch it. Yeah. Tried. Couldn't do it. But I, th- I, I kind of agree because it was such a good book-to-movie adaptation that, like, the little details in the book were nice. Like, there were things that we didn't get to see. But then there were also things in the movie that weren't put in. Like, after Rue died in the movie – we saw a whole riot in District 11. Yes. But you obviously can't see that in the Hunger Games because she doesn't know that that's happening because everything's from her point of view. Exactly. So there were some little details that I really added details that I really liked in the book that were different. 
So, that, like, there were other districts sending her things. <clears throat> the uh, Her relationship with Gail in the book, not as romantic as what it was portrayed in the movie. Exactly. Like, they were just friends. And I don't think that that thought even crossed their minds just because of what they were going through in mm -hmm. their district. But in the movie, they were very much romanticized. And I think it was to put, like, that whole love triangle thing into oh, perspective. Yeah. Which... Absolutely. Yeah, that was but, a choice, I get. But by the end of the book, I mean, Katniss is like, oh, I guess I never really thought about it. Maybe I do have feelings for Gail. So, I mean, Suzanne has really kind of set that narrative for mm -hmm. the next two books on how we all know that love story plays out. But. Well, and also, I mean, in the book, she is 16. Right. And the movie seems older in my opinion like the age seems older i agree like the way the behavior and the yeah so well, i also thought also when they talk about how her and Peta first met when he gave her the bread yeah in the movie they're around the same age that they are when they go into the games yeah but then in the books they're probably like it was years 11 before. or 12 maybe yeah maybe 10 so in the movies, I thought it was like way sooner, I don't like think way the, more recent. I don't think the books were that far back because didn't her dad die when she was eleven? Mm -hmm. And then she started hunting shortly after she turned twelve. I think is what the books said. Okay, so between eleven and twelve, right. yeah, when yeah, she yeah. would have gotten the bread from him. But yeah, but much earlier than sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that and that was a slight difference that I noticed too. That. Mm -hmm. They were much younger in the book than what it was portrayed in the movies, which I don't know how you could, I mean, other than getting different actors, but. Yeah. I actually saw, um, it might have been a Reddit post this week when I was doing some just research on the Hunger Games. Can you imagine a movie where they would have cast 15, 16, 17 year olds as these characters and just how, you know, brutal that really is? And why the capital chooses that age group? Ugh. <sighs> Gives you goosebumps. Yes, it absolutely does. I mean, I never thought about it watching the movie that, you know, she's like, well, I'm 17 because she looks like she's 25. Yeah. And same with uh, Peta, Josh. Uh, Hutcherson. Hutcherson. Yeah. But mm -hmm. yeah, in the books, I mean, you you really do have to pinpoint that they are young and, mm -hmm. you know, there's still kids who are going in and killing other kids. So Yeah, because, I mean, youngest is, what, 11, 12? 12. 12, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Because even Rue in the movie, I mean, she looks older than 12. Mm. Right? She looks it, young. Yeah. I mean, she does look no, young, debatable. but I wouldn't put her at 12. I'd put her at... Oh, I I could put her at twelve in the movie. She's she's a baby. Yeah, she's the baby. But yeah, I mean, because it's good entertainment. But if you really do sit and think about like the things that are going on, and like you said with trigger warnings, like the child endangerment, you know, the murder, and especially that, <laughs> I know that you know the book is in movies heavily focused on District Twelve because Katniss is the main character. But if you even think that, like in other districts, raising your child to prepare for games yes. like that and it being an honor to go and yes. win, what is that? They're, 
they're quote unquote training their entire lives for this. So like, what time is this starting? What age is this mm-hmm. starting to right. make it to where they'd be ready at 12, 13, 14, right. you know, whenever. Right. That That's just, that's insane. Do you remember how <laughs> old Cato is in the book? Did they even say? I don't remember them saying Cato. Cato and Clove and whoever the District 1 people were, I don't remember, but. Because I would imagine they're probably in their last year of being able to. Um, Cato's 18, Clove is 15, Glimmer's 17. That's interesting. I would put them all at like their 17, 18, where they could, you know, have more time to prepare for the actual games. But. What is what is the time frame? Remind me that you can be entered in the games. It's 12 to what age do you stop being entered in? 18. 18. 18. Okay. And I, I was wrong. Cato uh, was 16. Interesting. In the film, he was 18, but in the book, he's 16. Because in the book, Gale is, this is the last time Gale is getting drawn for the Hunger Games. Right. Yeah, yes. he's 18. Yeah. 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 A lot of stuff in the book that doesn't doesn't make it in the movie. The, uh, is it Terrasay? Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought it was Tesserae. Tesserae, that might be right. Um, yeah, that was one point that I that I made a note of was that if you, they said if you're poor and starving, you can opt to add your name more times in exchange for Tesserae, which is a year's year supply of grain and oil was it oil yeah, yeah. oil per person in the household mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, yeah it's just interesting i mean other than that i mean the movie does a really good job of playing out the games um as they're written in the book um Yeah, I mean, like the games are almost pretty shot for shot with just a couple of additional, yeah, for real, additional details that weren't necessary. And I know, like Suzanne Collins, she was on set when the movies were being filmed, so every decision that made movie wise went through her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, getting all you know, I really did. I wish they would have put in that she got medicine from District Eleven. Yeah, I mean, I know they had that moment where she sang the song and. You know, she looks up at the camera and, you know, does all that. And I think in, I think the movie, their version of that was showing the riot that happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would have liked to see, like, her the know sympathy. that they were behind yeah. her, too, and thanked her for what they did by sending her that medicine. I think that would have been a nice detail. But, I mean, still good regardless. I think, I think my biggest disappointment between the two is the final the final battle with the and it's mutations right is that how you guys pronounce it because it's not mutations yeah it's mutations that's how i said it yeah in my head when i was reading yeah is the fact that the the mutts at the end of the movie weren't the other contestants like they were in the book Mm. yeah that that was just a whole like that was intense yeah Mm -hmm. i remember when i first read this in 08 when it came out and that was one of the parts that blew my mind the most was that they took 
they took the other tributes and turned them into these creatures. And this definitely, like, when the movie came out, the way that they were portrayed, like, wasn't what I had been picturing upon reading them. So, like, I, yeah, I do wish that they would have portrayed that a little better. better. But it blew my mind reading that the first time in the book. I was like, holy crap, like, what did they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I, I was also reading this at age 14, approximately. So. Well, even in the book, I mean, they're like, you know, these dogs mm-hmm. can stand on their hind legs and one is giving out orders mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know in the movie we just got giant rabid dogs you know what i pictured when i read this i was picturing um those little like pharaoh dog guys from the mummy yeah <laughs> i really was <laughs> i was like man this is what it, this is what they're this is what they're describing right now they put it right in the mummy in the 90s <laughs> it was there mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I feel like funny. I feel like we really just toned down the movie compared to what happens in the book and it's almost disappointing. I think the only point that I'm like the movie outshined the book 100% was um Rue's death. Mm. I just I felt you a felt lot more. I I did from the movie than I did the book. It was nice to see that. Yeah. Yeah. see that scene play it out. It was a very well done, um, like, emotionally driven scene in the movie, for sure. The The problem in the book is, is Katniss is, like, she's still at that, that stage where she's, like, I'm trying to hold in all my emotions so people don't think I'm weak, as compared to the movie where Katniss is, just starts freaking out and throwing things and crying and... I mean, she cries in the book, but not to the extent that they kind of acted out in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like her thought, like learning her thought process, though, when like as soon as she volunteers and it just becomes like, OK, like everything's everything is being watched now. So you have to stay strong. Don't cry. Don't show them that you're weak. Don't let them portray you as something that you're not. And. It was nice to see that because, you know, in the movie, she's just so stoic for the most part. And she's just so, like, straight-faced, which you can interpret that that's what she's doing. But there were just moments where she kind of seemed cold. And I it was hard to tell if that was just her personality because she's had to be so strong for her family and just do what she knows is right. But then it's like, okay, dude, but you could die. <laughs> Give me something. But no. in the book, you got to see, like, no, this is strategic yeah yeah that was definitely the point um for me that i wish had been more impactful like in the movie that i think was more in the book was that portion of time from when they called prim's name to when she got up on the stage because like her whole inner monologue between you know, volunteering as tribute to walking up there to the salute from everybody in the square and then, you know, explaining what that actually meant, which I feel like they barely touch on. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, you know, they use the salute a lot in the movie in periods of time, but I feel like they didn't really fully explain 
it like they do in the book. I didn't know what it meant until I read the book. Oh, well, yeah, maybe they didn't explain it at all. I, I didn't. I didn't. It was just like, oh, yeah, that's their that's their district thing. But until they explained it in the book mm-hmm. about what it meant to the district. Yeah. No idea. So I oh, didn't know. Unless oh. I missed that in the movie, if it was explained somewhere within the trilogy or the series, because I guess they split the last book into two movies. But I, I guess I just didn't put that together if it was said. So maybe they did. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I didn't know. Yeah. So that was nice. Also, she got... A visit from Peta's dad in the book. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that might be another one of my big favorite things in this book was, you know, everybody just outright is rooting for Katniss in District 12. <gasps> yeah. And even Peta's like, there's no point. <laughs> there's no hope for me right. compared to you. He's like, if if anything, I'm just going to help you win. Yeah. And, I mean, you really kind of feel bad, a lot worse for him reading the book than you do in the movie. I agree. Yeah. Well, even, you know, even Hamish is like, essentially has that same line of thought of him essentially helping her to win. And so. Peter's not stupid. I mean, he sees it the yeah. entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. a good guy. That's just kind of, that is definitely just a sad, sad point. Yeah. That I feel, that's just going to continue to be sad. <laughs> As we move through these books. Yeah. <laughs> it It's so, it's so weird because this is the, this is the first time where we've had multiple media consume on the one topic Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like you know we we all know we've seen the movie and now that we've read the book but there are so few differences between the two that it almost feels hard to talk about i'm having a good time yeah (laughs) (laughs) well because it's inevitable that we're having comparative discussion that we're you know making notes of both options like there's no way to just totally separate it well right. even, even the so. things we are talking about are the tiniest details yeah like oh she had brown hair in the movie but in the book <laughs> she had black hair <laughs> you know but they did good with the movie i mean it was good did it did reading this book make you want to watch the movie again yep not gonna lie i, w- I was actually really thinking about watching it before we recorded this yeah. but i didn't want to I didn't want to put that on myself and really <laughs> screw screw up this discussion tonight. I would probably say yes, but no, because I just watched it within the last month. So, Oh, I have not. I have not watched it in a long time. I watched it way before it got selected for our next read. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, okay. But yeah, I'll probably watch watch them here within the time that we're reading the trilogy. Or It's four books now. It's not a trilogy. It's four books. Yeah, we'll have that prequel book, too. Yeah. But yeah, I'll probably watch them here soon. It's a good series, book, for sure. Books, movies, doesn't matter what you what you choose. I'm I'm actually pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed the book. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. I honestly thought awesome. that it was going to be because you and Colton chose this for one of your yes, correct, correct. So I thought this was just going to be one of those series like, oh yeah, I just really like the series. I don't know, like it's I don't know if it's necessarily really correct uh, to the adaptation because we had some of those on our list mm-hmm. but no it's it's Pretty close on, yeah it's close <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, but it, it was a good book. I really enjoyed it. I'm excited for the rest of the series because I had read this book before, but I have not read any of the others. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Exciting stuff. And anything else? Anything else you guys want to add to the book discussion? I think we pretty cov- pretty well covered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Good book. <laughs> Good soup. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, any hypothesis <laughs> for the series going forward? Well, I think we'll just <laughs> let's just let's just let the time. <laughs> Tell for itself. Don't ruin it for other people who haven't seen them. (laughs) There are people out there. Some people. Somewhere. Well, what do you rate it? Sky? Um, let me give it a solid, a solid three. I mean, it just. I feel like that's low. Yeah. What do you Man. think, Amanda? Oh, I'm being harsh again, guys. I was thinking, like, I was thinking a four. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really hard because I know what's coming. Yeah. This is difficult. See, that's why I don't think I can rate it higher, right? Is In my brain, it's like, I already know this series. I know everything. And I enjoyed the book, but I wouldn't pick it up and read it again. i just go watch the movie. Yeah. No, see, I'm basing it on the story, exactly. the writing. Yes. If I hadn't seen the movies, would I pick this up again? And that is 100% yes. Yep. And I am rating it as reading this originally before I saw the movies. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, reading it again also. And also having seen the movies, whatever. I'm rating it a 4.3. It's good. Because I remember when I originally read this, it blew my mind. It was fantastic. I also read it at a completely different stage of life, but but when it came out, you know, mm-hmm. in 08, blew my mind. So, we give it 4.3. Cool. You're harsh. Yeah, we need that. Sky. I I can't help it. I like you said I enjoyed the book, but I I had a really really tough time separating book from movie. Which isn't isn't a bad thing. It just to me that that just kind of I don't know. I I three might be a little low for where I actually am. <laughs> Do you want to amend that? I don't know. I, <laughs> All right, let him think That's about fine. it. He'll let us know next time. Okay, I'll I'll bump it to a three point five. It it really is a great <laughs> book. I mean, it was good, and I. <laughs> I feel like I'm beating a dead horse saying it, but yeah. The order, know. the order that you consume the media that is the same matters in this case. It is does. What you're saying. It does for me. That mm-hmm. watching the movies prior to having read the books makes it maybe a lesser of an experience than if you had read the books before you watched the movies. Not that the books are bad, or that it takes away from them any, but it doesn't have as impactful as an experience but that is a great way to put it and i wish i were as good with words (laughs) and honestly and i think a lot that has to do with that is when they're so close yes in similarity because there are some where i've seen the movie 
and liked the movie, but when I read the book, I loved the book, and it was a million times better. Mm -hmm. But I think when, like this case, they are just so similar that I think you're right. How you initially ingested the material matters. Makes sense. Honestly, it makes me more concerned for Catching Fire and Mockingjay. Well, you're going to have to read it anyway, so. I mean, I, <laughs> of course I'm going to read it. Well, and at, th- at this rate, <laughs> I'm going to hit 52 books by the end of the year. Well, there you go. No joke. Well, in all honesty, um, you may find, you know, you specifically as reading, that you see more differences between the books and the movies in subsequent ones. You know, you don't know. Don't know until you read them. I think the other problem I have is I'm reading another series while we're reading these, and I finished the first book and just wanted to instantly jump into the second one on that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I have to read The Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Gotta wait. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, it was, it was good. I'm ready for Catching Fire. Woohoo. Book two. Book two. Catching fire. Be a good one. Yeah, well. Jess knows she's read it. I have. We can't really do theories with this <laughs> series, can we? Nope. <laughs> no theories. No hypotheses. We know what's going to happen. We just need to see how we get there. <sighs> That'll be interesting. Sometimes it's more about the journey than the destination. <laughs> <laughs> That is uh, one way to put it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I will say, I had no idea that Pan Am was uh, North America. I never correlated the two. I actually messaged Jess on what was that Monday. I was like, hey. So, uh. Did you know this? This is cool. I think I had seen a Reddit post after the movie had come out where someone had said something about that. And I was like, oh, that makes makes sense that's bizarre lord help us if it ever comes to that (laughs) all right guys yeah let's wrap it well everybody thank you for listening to a court of books and booze this is us talking about the hunger games (laughs) mostly the movie i feel like that's a tv show isn't it this is us it was Oh, I didn't watch it because I heard it makes you cry. <laughs> oh my gosh, you would love it. Why? Because I cry? <laughs> because you feel the things. I feel too many things. I can't. It, oh. <laughs> Did you I watch watched, the whole thing? I watched two episodes watched and it made me thing. feel the things and they were way out of order. Mm. I felt all the things right, every single episode. I really think you would enjoy it. I mean, you would sob and hate it yourself and you know whatever but you think i would enjoy that i do i think you would actually enjoy that i didn't i didn't hop on that train when it was super popular but i got into it late Mm -hmm. but um 100 worth it i'm so behind on movies tv shows that i need to watch i'm so behind podcasts i need to listen to i can't even listen to our own on time i never watch tv i just 
don't have time and the time that I have I don't make for TV but I just started way late compared to everybody else but I just started Wednesday oh so good and I got 23 minutes into an episode and Skylar walked in the room and he's like Jessica Lynn, I can't believe you're watching this without me you can't watch this without me you want to th- know if I've watched an episode since then no because 23 minutes up. into episode one yes episode one one you haven't caught up in 23 minutes so I finished episode one. Oh, okay and all he needs to do is watch episode one so then we can start the rest of it it's only what an eight episode thing yeah it's super quick Ugh. told her to go ahead and watch it without me yeah yeah after you made a whole big deal oh the only reason no. i made a big deal about it was you because husbands. she does this every time i start a series oh i wanted to watch that because you never ask me i asked you before i started watching the last of us okay and have i complained no because i didn't want to watch the last of us <laughs> I'm going to start that 90s show without you next. Oh, I want to watch that, too. I heard it's good. You bitch. Don't you dare. You bitch. Maybe I already watched it all. I wouldn't even put it past you. (laughs) I would not. Gosh. You know, Nick does this, too, because he's home a lot more than I am. So there'll be things that, you know what he does? He's sneaky AF. (laughs) He'll watch something, and then he'll go back and play where I left off. And then it'll just be on there, so I don't even know that he watched anything, and he just doesn't say anything, and he'll just like click it, and we'll pl- he'll play it, and act like nothing had happened. Why? <laughs> That's one rude dude. <laughs> I know he's never gonna be a guest on here again. Rude dude. But huh? yeah, he has done that. He's done that multiple times. But literally Wednesday, we had a Sunday off where we literally did nothing, and we whipped through it in one day. That's not the name of it. Wednesday. Sunday? Wednesday. Sunday. On We watched it on Sunday. On but Wednesday? It's called Wednesday. <laughs> That's a Nick joke, and I'm mad at you for it. <laughs> Where's Nick when I need someone to laugh at me? <laughs> Probably watching some show that we're supposed to be watching together. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not bitter. Not even a little bit. No. Who needs Nick when I have you, Jess? <laughs> I'll give you all the jokes. <laughs> When I stop laughing, don't be offended. <laughs> I'll be very offended. <laughs> we were wrapping this episode up, right? <laughs> you can email us at Jessica. What is our email? <laughs> email us at, at Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You can email us at... <laughs> Acobab, A-C-O-B-A-B, podcast at gmail.com. You can find A Court of Books and Booze on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and that's it. Nothing else. And tell us, hey, Mitch. And wherever you stream your podcasts. Oh, yeah, that too. You know, so you can listen to us. That whole thing. That would be helpful. Yeah. We'd appreciate that. And you know who else would appreciate it? Everybody else in the golden image. Nope. Golden <gasps> Mojo <laughs> Network of Podcasts. Oh, my gosh. We found Okay. A- to be fair, we found two old stickers, like bumper stickers sort of things that were golden image radio. And below it, the URL to search was www.myspace.com. 
backslash Radio. Kings of MySpace. <laughs> so, understandably mixed up there because we were just going over this earlier. But you know what? The Gold Mojo Entertainment Network, a podcast, also has a podcast called Golden Image, where every other week they do post old episodes of Golden Image Radio. And where they you just blew my mind. <laughs> you know how confusing that is to me. <laughs> they also do things, so you'll want to. Yeah. You guys are getting it. I don't need to be here anymore. On Mondays, we have the call guys. They do everything pop culture. Talk about everything and everything. Literally. On Tuesdays, there's Golden Image Podcast. Just what happens on Wednesdays. Wednesdays is Tusop. Good job. Good job. The United States of Paranormal. And they talk about everything cryptid, creepy, and obviously paranormal. Thursdays. Indiana Chiefs fans. Apparently, if you like football... Not just the Chiefs. It's good. It is good. They do a good job. And then on Fridays, you have the Murd Nerds and us, a quarter books and booze. So make sure you guys check them out. They are all fantastic. Um, Colton, suck it. Logan, <laughs> suck it. <laughs> Matt, you're pretty cool, dude. <laughs> And I think that's all that's all we got for you guys this week. So Are you, are you done telling people to suck it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <sighs> We're all on one. We are. All on one today. It's been a night. So, next week. Next not next week. 2 weeks. <laughs> Catching Fire, second Hunger Games book. Read it. Listen. Enjoy. We'll read with you later. Bye.